Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Tea with Spirit. I'm your host, Psychic Medium Ray. And today's um, podcast, I'm actually going to talk about different things. One is about empowerment, but also body positivity. And I'm going to talk about where we are as a society today. Um, We're going to talk about BLM. We're going to talk about a lot of the things that are very uncomfortable for people that don't want to talk about, right? So, um... When we talk about um, actually, you know, what is going on in the world right now, there's a lot of uh, a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of people that are not being healed. Um, I also feel like, you know, there we're seeing a lot of this with the Chauvin case, and um, of course, he was going to be convicted on all counts, etc. You know, I wanted to do this podcast. Now, I had um, I had seen this coming that he was going to be convicted, but you're, it's it's not. Um, without any kind of biased trial, you know, when you look at, um, Minnesota and you look at what's going on with these, within these cities and, you know, the jury, the jury wasn't, uh, you know, kept private. It wasn't like isolated and you have BLM out there protesting, etc. It's always going to be an outcome. Do I agree with what Chauvin did? You know, no. Um, I do believe, you know, that he has a lot of toxic, uh, energy. Um, and I do believe, you know, that uh, in some ways that justice was maybe carried out, but I do feel like it was not a fair justice. Uh, and I'll just say that, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that if, you know, the police tell you to do something that you need to follow orders and do it and not resist. And it's it's just as simple as that. It doesn't take rocket science. So, you know, a lot of people, I see them celebrating this outcome and I see how the vibration is, is much lower today. Um, a lot of people consider this to be a victory, but it's it's scary because you're not going to see this stop. I don't feel like this uh, level of insanity is going to stop. We are going to continue to see a lot of these um, situations uh, linger and fester and um, just get worse. And this was just the beginning, you know, when we start uh, turning on the police department and our, you know, and I'm not talking about Chauvin, but I'm talking about um, the Minneapolis situation in these cities that are running rampant and being destroyed by BLM and, you know, they're being destroyed by, you know, people that are looting these uh, businesses that are innocent. They had nothing to do with what, you know, happened to George Floyd, etc. And they've used this narrative and they've used this to carry out these heinous crimes and you don't see anybody, you know, doing that. But what really irked me today, I think, was the fact that I saw a lot of celebrities, you know, taking to social media and posting and just uh, boasting about you know this being a win and while it may be a win for them in a way it is a big a big big prelude uh to where we are as a society and where america is headed uh, under this current administration and um also for our men and women in blue and uniform who are out there trying to make a living and trying to protect us you know what's going to happen when they are no longer wanting to volunteer to go into law enforcement and there is a shortage of law enforcement because they no longer feel safe or protected, you know, because again, this mob mentality and the BLM, which is essentially a mob, whether you agree with me or not, you know, I'm never going to not talk about it. It is uh, a prolific, uh, 
anti-white organization. It is racist. Uh, the BLM is racist against white people um, or people that are light skin. And we're seeing a lot of this. And so while people are celebrating, again, this is the brainwashed sheep mentality. This is people that are not fully awoken to the system or fully, fully awoken in the matrix. They're living perpetually in this state of um, just you know, doing what is popular and saying what is popular and using their platform. And again, um, packing the court system and trying to, you know, uh, trying to, you know, secure 2024 election. So it doesn't make a difference. You know, if you can't be asked to present, you know, your voter ID, then again, there is going to be fraud that occurs on so many levels. So it's just the, the mere principle of it. It's disgusting uh, how all of this is, is being carried out and how celebrities have taken um, onto a political platform to ensure that they, you know, are getting what they want. Um, and it is scary, but I, I didn't want to talk too much about that. I did want to, you know, just cover it and give you my take on this whole thing. It's a very, very sad day in society, even though some people are celebrating about, you know, what he did and he got convicted for this and this and this. Um, you know, when you look at George Floyd, he was someone that um, that have, you know, drug drug abuse or drug issues, substance issues. He did have a criminal uh, past and history. Did he deserve to, you know, have a knee on his neck? Obviously, no. You know, obviously the right protocol was not followed. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, the things that happened that day, but at the same time, I think that this these mobs have used this story or narrative to carry out very sadistic and very um, darker agendas that we are seeing now that are satanic agendas. I don't believe that it's aligned, aligned with God. And you're looking at a lot of the BLM uh, leaders in the different states. You saw this one with, I don't remember her name is Patrice or something, where she bought four luxurious homes. But she claims, you know, that, you know, she didn't buy that off of the, the funds of BLM because they've been given millions. Let's just keep it real here. Um, you know, that she came from, you know, from it came from her YouTube and her, her, um, her entrepreneurial, you know, work. And it's just a lot of malarkey. You know, people... You can say whatever at the end of the day, and people are not really going to believe it or buy it because, again, they have been given so much money and they've poured so much funds into these people, you know, this mob, essentially, to make them rich. But what has the BLM done for black people? What has it really done for, you know, if you say, well, BLM, you know, helped to convict you know, Chauvin or whatever his name is, uh, and, and, you know, this is a milestone, uh, you're really lying to yourself because what, you know, what has happened today is not going to fix, you know, other issues that are going on like black on black crime and, um, black on white crime because again as much as they say you know that you know what it is is basically they are trying to make the white uh white people as a minority and it's disgusting and it's scary um that we're living in that society and it's like um you know a lot of people were like well i'm just needing reparations and you know uh, my ancestors went through that but your ancestors are not you're not your ancestors you know um, whatever you went through you went through and you know you're going through and living in your own life you cannot take karma into your own hands and 
play God. And I think this is what people are not understanding, that they're throwing off the karmic balance with these mobs like BLM, uh, which are like terrorist groups and, and organizations. And essentially what they're doing is promoting hate, promoting and baiting uh, the racist uh, agenda and not knowing that you know, God is not happy with that. And I can't really speak for God, but I can speak for spirit. And I have a good connection with spirit and with angels. And I know that they're not happy right now with what is going on because the hate is still there. And it's not something that's going to go away, specifically when you have an administration that promotes that on every single angle. But the next thing I wanted to talk about and go into is uh, people in society right now that are struggling with their sexuality. Now, um, I want to talk about that because um, I have a lot of clients that are in the closet. Um, I have a lot of clients that are maybe gay or lesbian or transgender, and they're out. Um, I can tell you that, you know, me coming out at 21 was not a very pleasant experience, and it was very, very difficult and a very, very scary feeling. But we are not in the 19, um, 19, you know, 80s or 70s, and that's not when I came out, you know, but I came out in the 2000s. But um, still, you know, there's a lot of people that are not comfortable with their sexuality or who who they are and it's it's not people don't understand the dichotomy uh essentially between you know being feminine and masculine or you know when they look at somebody and somebody says i'm gay you know they automatically assume well you made that choice and you did not make that choice and i think it's more evident when you look into like the animal kingdom and you see like two bears i'm just using that as an example and they're both male and they you know have um you know um, intercourse with each other or they are showing each other love, you know, they do not know any better. And that is like, you know, like I said, love has no, no language or labels, really. It has no labels. Love has no labels. And so you see that with animals. But when we look at human beings and you see someone that, you know, is coming out of the closet or they are, you know, trying to live their best life, they are not accepted. And there's a lot of married men in particular who have children that are struggling to come out to accept who they are. And they live behind these um, secret rendezvous and relationships, um, ultimately hurting other people uh, that are innocent, other gay people that are innocent or lesbians, regardless, you know, it's also married women that are doing the same thing. Um, and it's just because they're afraid of what society's going to say. They're afraid of what their family's going to think. They're afraid of their children accepting them. But at the same time, they're living uh, a living hell, really, here on Earth. They have created their own hell because they do not feel happy uh, in, in who they are. And they try to hide that uh, through, you know, secret relationships or, you know, doing things under, under the radar. And again, it, it's like... Uh, I can speak from experience because I've had situations where there, you know, are clients or people like that that are actually living, uh, living a lie and it's not uh, good for them. And ultimately it contributes to, you know, uh, a deterioration of their own relationship, uh, of their kids and their families ending up, you know, not understanding why they kept it so quiet for so long and why they couldn't be themselves and be loving um, to themselves above all. And it, it's just, it's scary. You know, there are a lot of men out there that, um, you know, have, you know, maybe a, a degree or they have like prestige or they're in a, in a profession and they feel like they're not going to have any more clients or they're not going to, you know, um, they're not going to, be who they are because they don't understand. Some people just don't understand who they are at the end of the day. They don't understand why they feel a certain way or they 
explore that. And I'm here to tell you and kind of explain that today for you during this podcast. Um, so like all of us are born with a duality. All of us have a divine feminine aspect to us and a lot of us have a divine masculine aspect when we look at a heterosexual uh, relationship between a man and a woman sometimes the woman is more operates more out of her divine masculine meaning that she takes more of the protective role she may be the breadwinner and the guy the husband may be more in his divine feminine does that mean that he's gay no he, he's totally you know secure in his masculinity he could be the best guy but at the end of the day he's going to let the wife call the shots um, and he's going to you know be more submissive in that area rather than more dominant and where she is more dominant because she operates out of the divine feminine and he operates more out of the divine um i'm sorry she operates out of the more of the divine masculine and he operates out of the divine feminine but when we look at gay people a lot of gays are there is a dichotomy in the gay community where we see a lot of gays that are operating out of their divine feminine and they're looking for a masculine gay um I'll, we're seeing a lot of gay people that are looking to convert straight men or straight friends and that is wrong you know you cannot do that but ultimately i do feel like there you know this goes back to something that i recently read which i don't know if it's really really true but i i kind of felt like you know when i heard it and i read it uh, it was something along the lines that a lot of people now are realizing that they're not really truly straight or they're not truly heterosexual and they do have um, you know, some type of curiosity at some point in their life. And I think that all this boils down to it's human nature. People are very primitive at the, you know, at the essence and core of who they are. And they're always going to, you know, wonder what would it be like to be with, you know, a different person? What would it be like to do this or that? And I think that, you know, when we talk about the Bible Belt and the Southern, you know, or just people, doctrine, doctrine in itself, and I may sound redundant, you may have heard this before from me, but um, the best way to combat this, if you are struggling to come out of the closet, is to just tell people that God created us in His image. And if God created us in His image, He created the birds, the bees, the, you know, the people that are... Uh, straight, the people that are gay, the people that are lesbian and transgender and bisexual and etc. Um, God created all of us in his image and God is love. And that's what I would tell people that are struggling with that and to come out and to be okay and know that you are loved and that there is a person or there are people out there that will be your soul tribe and community and be very accepting of you. And a lot of them are heterosexual that do, um, you know, do embrace people that are in the LGBTQ community. And I want to, you know, give out a big shout out to all those people out there that are heterosexuals and that actually support their, their gay or lesbian best friend or that are out there, you know, that are their ride and die, ride or die, or they're, you know, they're there to give them un unwavering support. And because it is a scary world that we're living in, um, there's a lot of discrimination. Again, even though we are living in a society where you're supposed to be free and to be who you are, we're seeing a lot of our own rights being taken away, everything from, you know, a shot to a mask, and we're being told what to do. And when you look at other states like, or other countries, rather, like Canada and the UK, when they were in lockdowns, people in Canada right now are being told they cannot go out of the house, you know, and if they are, the police should take every measure. They're basically taking away and stripping away your fundamental rights as a, a citizen of, you know, the United States of America or in these other countries, um, whether it's a parliament like um, Canada. Um, 
But essentially, you know, you have to make a decision and take a stand and be very powerful and not be afraid of who you are and um, and speak your truth in everything that you do. Because, again, um, not being able to do that, not being able to take a stand and following the masses just because they say it's it's the best thing to do. You're doing yourself a big disservice and you're doing, you know, God a big disservice by not being yourself. Um, this also goes into my next topic, which uh, in this podcast, and we're covering everything, like I said, um, is about body positivity. I have been on a health journey um, for the last... Well, since I can remember, since I was young, I have been on, um, you know, I've always, I, I grew up, you know, in, um, in a very humble, um, childhood, uh, a very sheltered childhood. And I can say, you know, that I never got to fully experience a lot of things that maybe kids my age did, you know, like certain name brand toys or having the pager or having like the Jinko jeans in 1995 or the Nike shoes. I did grow up in a, a single parent family where my mom did the best to provide as she could, you know, and I, when I outgrew my jeans, I had to go, uh, and, you know, wear the, the, the next best thing, which were corduroys in 1995. Now, let me tell you that, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Mean Girls, I was that person that was being ridiculed walking down the cafeteria, walking down the corridor to the cafeteria and all these people looking at me and, um, and laughing at me, boys and girls that were just laughing, my classmates and making comments. So, and I heard people say, you know, I can't believe that you were, um, that you're wearing those things. And it made me feel un, unpretty and made me feel ugly on the inside. And I felt like at that point I wanted to go to a restroom and just cry. And I think later that night I actually did cry in the shower. And, I, and you know, you know that you've healed and you're in the healing journey when you can speak about this without, you know, um, choking up or not being able to, or, you know, with, with crying. Um, so without crying, so like I can speak about this, but, um, not to make this very, very long, but I did want to say, you know, um, I just remember those times that led to, you know, being called fat ass, being called, um, you know, being, uh, pushed in the chest, punched. Basically, I had a nail stuck in one of my shoes uh, that I had in my locker room when I was changing. Um, I had, you know, ink thrown at my coat, my brand new coat from behind. I had my ear flicked. I had um, things thrown at me. I had people spit on me. I definitely went through a lot, and I think it's shaped me in many ways. But leading up to the um, to those events. As I got into high school, I did suffer from anorexia. And I don't think a lot of my rays of light or my friends that are listening to this podcast really know or have heard this um, story of myself. But, um, you know, in the mirror, in front of the mirror, I did not see myself as a very uh, attractive person. And it's because you go throughout life, you know, being told that you're ugly or feeling uh, unpretty. And basically, it led to an eating disorder, which was anorexia, which I would starve myself, basically. I would eat, uh, I would skip lunch, and I would eat very, very little food, and I would work out insanely. Uh, stomach crunches day and night, morning and night, and, uh, you know, working out and on a bike, etc. Just to, you know, maintain that image that I thought in my head that was beautiful. And it wasn't until I think my yearbook picture that I saw myself and I saw this gauntly figure. And I said to myself, you know, you're not um, you're not feeling, you're not beautiful. Like I did not, I could see it. And I think it was my mom that found out I wasn't eating. This led to a big conversation. And I think that, um, after that, then I started to learn how to love myself, but weight was always a struggle. And I think a lot of people in the society, you know, judge people that are obese or overweight. And they say, um, you know, you are lazy and you just love to eat. 
and not do anything or exercise. And they don't realize that there are a ton of people in society right now that may have a health condition that prevents them from losing weight, no matter how much they diet or exercise, etc. There are conditions out there, medical situations. Um, and there's also, and I'm not going to lie, in my case, there was a lot of bad habits growing up in a, you know, a different, co- in a community where, you know, you, you're eating a lot of the cultural foods um, that are not nutritious or that are not healthy for you. These are habits that are adopted from your parents or from your family members. And I'm not passing the buck or passing blame on anyone. But again, your story is never unwritten and you can change that. And I actually overcame 2019 was one of the most horrible years in my life. Um, I was diagnosed as a type two diabetic and now we're in 2021 and I've reversed diabetes and I've lost about 70 pounds, still have about a hundred pounds to go. Do I have stretch marks? Do I have loose skin? Do you know, do I have this and this and this, but I'm working on myself and I learned to love myself and be very comfortable and myself and be assertive. And the people that follow me on Instagram um, at Psychic Medium Ray or that follow me on my YouTube sometimes have seen some of my uh, behind the scenes photo shoots. And they're like, well, why do you do so many photo shoots? And I'm like, why not celebrate myself? Why not celebrate my accomplishments and loving myself? Does somebody have to, you know, uh, do you have to have a personal reason to do a photo shoot for like, you know, other than, you know, self-empowerment or loving yourself a hundred percent. And so I'm here to tell you whether you have stretch marks or whether you have, um, jelly rolls or whatever you want to call it, love and embrace that shit. Like embrace yourself a hundred percent and celebrate every moment and every milestone of your accomplishment. Like I said, we are a masterpiece. You're not done telling your story. And I think a lot of this translates into acceptance, self-acceptance and um, acceptance of yourself and others. Um, and a lot of times when people are unhappy about their body, this prevents them from getting into a relationship or feeling that they're loved. And there are people out there, there are men out there that are so sweet and there are women that will accept you for who you are and love you unconditionally and um, and not look at you as having a disease or being ugly, you know, and they will lift you up. And again, it's, it's not going to always, you, you're not going to always have that support system, but you have to be strong for yourself and tell yourself that you love yourself a hundred percent and take it one day at a time. Um, and realize that it's not going to happen overnight and that if you, you know, if you stumble and you fall on your diet, you can, you know, always, pick up again the next day. You're going to have rough days. I am a testament of this. I've tried the Whole30 diet. I've tried keto and have I, you know, stuck to it. I've tried my hardest and then, you know, you stumble, you fall, but essentially I want you to embrace it and take baby steps and talk to people that are supportive, uh, you know, and that encourage you and that lift you up. There are people out there, you will find them. And if not journal, journal your feelings and get them out. It's very cathartic for yourself. And sometimes we live vicariously through other people's experiences. And when I say vicariously, you know, uh, maybe your friends do certain things and they serve as an inspiration to you. So don't don't lose your yourself and the society that we're living in today. I want you to embrace every single aspect of yourself. Um, but I, I do want to wrap this podcast with one specific message and say that, you know, God is good and God is love and that you are loved and you you are in the image of God. And regardless of all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, just realize that 
things will get better in yourself, in your personal struggles and your your fears. You will overcome those and you should try your hardest to overcome them. Um, regardless if you are somebody that's in the closet, whether you are overweight, whether you are poor, whether you feel like, you know, you have been unloved your whole life. Again, hug yourself, pat yourself on the back, pamper yourself you know, use aromatherapy candles, whatever it takes, but treat yourself. Self-love is so important. And I want to wish you all a wonderful evening or day wherever you are in the world. And thank you for taking time to listen to my podcast. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to my podcast. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Psychic Medium Ray. And if you'd like to book a private reading with me, you can go to my website, which is www.raymondguzman.net. Once again, love and light and blessings to all.